Hello, America. I don't have a, uh, a script or uh, some great, uh, you know, piece of information or or anything like that that I want to discuss today. Instead, what I want to do is I just just want to say a few things about uh, as patriots, as Americans, where we are, and. And I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that I've been observing uh, with fellow patriots. And I, I've noted in the past that we are headed into an extraordinarily uh, authoritative, you know, autocratic, fascistic governance. And, you know, it's like, wow, our, our worst fears are being realized. Our president has been censored. Our independent platform, uh, Parler, uh, has been attacked by a monopoly of left-leaning, left-leaning, but they're planted firmly in the left bank. Um, our government is leftist. Our government is actually following uh, a, a roadmap from 1933 Germany and the rise of the Nazi party. If you look at it, it's funny, I just watched a, a video today by uh, Mr. Reagan saying, you know, this is exactly how the Nazis came into power. I strongly recommend it, it's worth seeing. Uh, and you better do it soon because I'm pretty sure that it's gonna go bye-bye. Um, <clears throat> but they talk about an event, or he talks about an event uh, that he's reading right out of a Smithsonian article. Uh, on the uh, burning of the, uh, uh, was it the Reichstadt building or something? Basically, uh, Germany's version of the Capitol building. And I honestly believe that bad actors from, um, or, or at least in coordination with the current leftist government had fully intended was going to be repeated on American soil. I think that their intent was to have the building uh, damaged, blown up, uh, go up in flames. And uh, you know, there's evidence to, to support that. Um, but let's just leave that as conspiracy for the now. But the plan seems to be in um, jackbooted lockstep with history. And I think that we all need to be concerned about that. And I think that the larger majority of us are, in fact, concerned about that. Uh, Parler went down, as everybody knows, and uh, a number of the Parler denizens went to other platforms to uh, hold discourse. And uh, I myself joined a couple. And what I want to actually talk about is the... Uh, unwitted restoration of a very important form of communication that Americans have not utilized for some years now. Um, with the rise of personal devices, PDAs and that kind of thing, and then the iPod and then the iPhones. And I, I'm using Apple products just as a, a designation because um, that's what I use, you know, other people use other devices, but uh, we started putting in our earphones and closing off 
and not talking to one another. I'm sure every one of us has gone to dinner at least once and seen a couple, you know, at a table having dinner as well. And what you see is two people sitting, looking at their devices. They're not talking to one another. You go into bars, people aren't talking to one another. Of course, you can't go into bars now. Isn't that kind of interesting? But what we lost was uh, voice communication, one-to-one -one with one another, or two-to-three-to-one, depending on how it came. You know, it used to be that uh, the public forum were where people gathered. You know, we've, we've seen it in the old black and white movies, you know, in like Irish pubs, um, you know, people talking about current events, arguing sometimes, you know, vociferously, but always respectfully, no matter which side of the, uh, the concern that you happen to be on. And we have moved away from that. But because of the demise or suspension of Parler, uh, the group of people that I became involved with uh, rediscovered talking to one another, sharing our, our fears, sharing our thinking, sharing our feelings, sharing what we think is going on. And I'd like to thank the fascist leftists of our, uh, you know, authoritarian government for their actions, because at least our small pocket rediscovered the value of being able to speak to one another in real time, to be able to use sarcasm and have it come across as sarcasm, uh, to use you know, humor and have it come across as humor. You know, that's the thing about the, the written word is that although the written word gives us our, our best opportunity to express exactly what we have to say, you pretty much have to have the vocabulary to do that, I know. but there's something else that gets lost, and that's prosody. And for those of you who do not recognize the word, think of prosody as the, uh, the music of our language, inflection, that kind of thing. You don't get that in print. So it's valuable because it conveys things that you don't get in print. You don't get in text. Um, I think the closest we get to approximate that are memes, <laughs> you know, oddly enough. But even that is a, a far cry different than citizens talking together about their concerns in real time. And I want to say to all of us, we need to rediscover that. We need to talk to our family members. We need to talk our neighbors. We need to get together in public places and talk. And of course, you know, it's like, well, COVID and everything's locked down. Well, yeah, okay, that's fine. But there are uh, platforms which allow you to have voice chat rooms, and I strongly suggest that you use them. Now, the one that, uh, that we went to, I won't mention because I don't want to give the left any ammunition or any stupid ideas. They have plenty all on their own. <clears throat> Uh, for many hours on the day that Parler was supposed to, uh, to get axed because Amazon was going to remove them from service entirely. Um, and I, I think that we all have our, our own thinking on what that means. Um, we, uh, we talked for hours. And one of the things that we talked about was that 
we needed to separate the wheat, you know, from the chaff. And by that, what I mean is, you know, there are so many, so many stories. Oh, you know, trust the plan. And this doesn't look like a man who's leaving office and, and all these things, all these, uh, uh, I'm going to call them conspiracy theories. You want to believe Q? Believe Q. You want to believe tipping point? Believe tipping point. You want to believe all these other organizations that are saying, oh, you know, there's going to be mass arrests and, 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 and. Don't get me wrong. I would love all of that to be true. Every single bit of it. I have moved beyond being angry to the point to where I don't just want these people out of office. I want them punished. And depending on how much I've had to drink, sometimes I want them bloody. But when I'm sober, I realize, yeah, that's probably not what I want. Because I don't want America to go down that particular dark hole. And how would we go there? Well, one of the ways that we would go there is to be um, listening to and soaking and bathing in false flag hope. I do not believe that there is a plan. I do not believe that Trump will t retain office. Do I want him to? Hell yes. Do I want all the bad people rounded up and arrested and put through military tribunals? You betcha. I would love that. The problem is, if I succumb to this as a belief, when it is dashed, I will be left with a deeper despair because I had placed my hope in something which was not real. I'm not going to tell you what to believe. What I am going to tell you is to pass everything that you hear and want to believe through a sieve of normalcy. For instance, all of the, uh, the troops that are active in D.C., and there's a question of, well, you know, Trump signed the Insurrection Act. Okay, well, if Trump signed the Insurrection Act, you have to take into account that the NDAA had provisions in it which said that the presidency could no longer invoke the Insurrection Act without the approval of Congress. So if that did in fact happen, and I don't know that it did, and I, I have no information one way or the other, but normalcy would say that given the change in the law, this would have been something that the um, incoming governance asked him to do, in which case he did it. And they wanted troops for security in D.C., so he gave it to them. Now, there are two schools of thought. One says, well, you know, the troops are there because there are, all these arrests are going to be made, and, and we're finally going to see justice. That'd be nice. I'd like that. But the normalcy bias says that he was asked to provide the troops for security. He provided troops for security. A very simple thing. He provided them for security while Congress tries to destroy our nation. But they now have the power and the authority to do it. And make no mistake, I think that's exactly what they're going to do. We all know that there are gun laws on the table. We all know they want to disarm the population. We know that they want to destroy our borders. We know they want to do a number of things which patriots abhor and which common sense tells you would not be good for the nation. But here we are. So what do you do? Well, the best thing that we can do is get together and communicate because the very first thing 
that they acted against was our ability to communicate with one another. And we need to communicate with one another. And I'm going to say flat out that the best way to do that is in voice, not in print. Get together. There are chat boards. There are places where you can get together and talk. Now, in my circumstance, we, uh, we talked about a great many things. I talked about the, uh, you know, the false flag of hope. There were people there that wanted to believe things. And I said then, and I'll say it now, I would love to believe these things, and I'm not going to tell you not to believe them. What I am going to say is don't put so much of your hope into these things, which normalcy tells you probably highly unlikely, that if it comes out that no, none of these things are true, it doesn't suck the air out of the room and, you know, the life and hope from you. So what I will say is this. If it all goes to hell, don't curl up into a ball. Stand up. Be proud. Remember who you are. You are American citizens. We fight. And I'm not talking about taking up arms against your aggressor. I'm talking about doing the only thing that makes sense. Stop consenting to authoritarian dictates. They're not law, at least not yet. So what we talked about were how do we get together? How do we organize? How do we solve the problems that we can affect. I personally live in Texas. I can do nothing about what's going on in Georgia. I personally cannot do that. However, the citizens of Georgia can do something about cleaning up their elections and getting the people that disappointed them, I will say, out of office. And when I say out of office, I don't just mean the governor and the secretary of state. I mean uh, getting them out of our court system getting them out of our school, getting them out of our police force, getting them out of all of our institutions because they are deeply ensconced and they are not working for the betterment of our American society. And again, I'm not talking about violence. I'm talking about gathering together and working together to network and do the work before us. And it is a vast undertaking. And we need to organize. And that's what we talked about, at least until the trolls came in and started basically spoiling the party. And so we did the only thing that made sense to do. We got out of that chat room and we organized in our own, where we have the ability to administer and moderate and get rid of the trash. Now, in our little chat rooms, we didn't, you know, rah-rah Trump or any of that kind of thing. Nor did we piss and moan about, oh, we're all going to die. No. Oh, we are all going to die. And to quote uh, something that I had in one of my other films, uh, it's from Alien 3, and he says, uh, we're all going to die. The only question is, are you going to die on your feet fighting or on your knees begging? We're Americans. We don't beg. Get on your feet. Talk to people. Organize. And what we're doing is we're organizing first in the small. 
we're going out, it's, on, it's a larger platform, but we're going out to other uh, spaces in the platform. And we're inviting people to come into small gatherings and we're talking to them. And if the people that we bring in are of like mind, and by like mind, I don't mean that they believe everything that I believe, but the like mind I'm talking about is taking responsibility to make change. Then we invite them into a larger organization chat room, and so on and so on and so forth. It starts in the small and you get larger and larger and larger. And we're talking about how to get uh, people together with a certain amount of guidance, not authoritarian you know, dictates or anything else. We're talking together to identify the best way to deal with what's going on. My own personal viewpoint, and it's my personal viewpoint, I don't ram it down anybody's throat, is that we need to fight in our backyards. We need to do the things that we can do locally. We want to have a common theme and a common goal from the larger group. And by the larger group, I'm saying maybe a couple hundred thousand people. Why not? I think that we can do that. I think we can get a core on every platform of a couple hundred thousand people here, a couple hundred thousand people there, and break those down into geographic locations, perhaps by state. And then within it, if it's very large, like I live in Texas, we can easily muster a couple hundred thousand people. So maybe what we do is we start breaking it down into region. For instance, I found out that uh, there were several people in the smaller chat room that I was in, and we live within 15 minutes of one another. So we can actually get together and talk. But the idea is that we start in the small and we gather people together that want to act upon the task. What's the task? Well, it could be a lot of things. For instance, my personal favorite, and until somebody comes up with something better, is to, you know, burn the mask and go back to work. I think that's what we need to do. No mask mandate supersedes the law, and in this case, the Fourth Amendment. Nobody can tell me that I have to wear a yellow Star of David on my vest or a mask on my face. That is the law. And anybody that says differently is a communist or a fascist or a governor of a democratic state. They are not our kings. They are supposed to be our servants. We need to remind them of that. And if they don't get, the, they don't get it, they don't get the message, then we get them the hell out of office. And how do we do that? Well, in the small at first, and then a larger group, and a larger group, and you organize to do things. Maybe it's a mayor that needs to be, you know, taken out because he's feckless and is defunding the police. We need the police. Or you have a police commissioner who's a communist who will not arrest people who are doing harm. Or it's a district attorney who is turning a blind eye to violence and crime that hurts people bought and paid for by the likes of George Soros. In the small, you gather people that will work 
And in larger groups, you come up with a sensible plan. And in larger groups, you act. You act to raise money, to raise awareness. And if you can't find a better candidate, somebody step up, be the candidate. And in your group, you support them. If you can afford money, money. If you can afford time, time. If you can afford to go out and talk to people, you talk to people. We are going to take America back. Our new fascist government is afraid of Donald Trump. They're fools. Donald Trump was the messenger. We are the message. We are America. All of us. Diversity is not a strength. Diversity divides us into little tribes. They can all be defeated because they're just a fraction of the whole. America is a united people. Black, white, brown, purple, plaid. We are one. And we are mighty. And our government serves us. The Constitution does not tell the American people what they can do. The Constitution identifies that we are free because we are made in God's image and God is free. The people in power know this. They are terrified of it. They want to destroy the Constitution. We will not let them. We will instead remind them that the Constitution is there to identify what government cannot do. It only has the power that we give it. And it's about time that America reminds our governance that they are our servants. We are not their servants. Will it be hard? Yes. Will it take longer than we want? Of course. But if you never start, how long will it take? Talk to people. Use your voice. Use your mind. Use what has been used against us. The left is very good at networking. We need to do the same. And we need to continue to do the same. We are awake now. Let's stay awake. Let's talk to one another. Actually talk to one another. Let us gather as is our right. Let us speak as is our right. Let us identify our problems. Let us communicate solutions. But most importantly, let us act upon those decisions. You're not going to solve your problems. We are not going to solve our problems by talking about them, by fearing them. We must act upon what we know is right. We must act with a common message and a common goal. But just like any business, like any, any entity that has a task ahead of it, you have to eat your elephant one bite at a time. You can't do everything all at once. But what you can do, do. And what you can do to start 
is start talking to one another in the small and then in larger groups and then in larger groups. Decide upon a course of action, network, and make it happen. And the best message that I can send out right now is to understand that COVID is a tool being used against us. A disease with a 99.97% uh, recovery rate is not a threat. The people that are ramming it down your throats with fear, those are a threat. The mask is political theater. You know this. People who are asymptotic cannot pass a disease that they don't have. You know how we're going to beat COVID? We're going to get sick, we're going to get better, and we're going to get rid of it. Will people die? Yes. But have you noticed, nobody's died of the regular flu. Well, the regular flu kills millions of people worldwide. Hundreds of thousands of people here in the United States every year. COVID is theater. I'm walking out of that movie right now. Let's start with burn the mask and go back to work. Because if you stop wearing the mask, you signal, no, I do not consent. And if we go back to work, then we start rebuilding our middle class and America's wealth. They are putting us into a recession. They are going to make us all broke for the benefit of other nations. Burn the mask, go back to work. It's a simple message. And if you've got a better one, I am all ears. Well, let's get off our asses. Let's talk to one another. And let's make it happen. We are Americans. There's not a goddamn thing we can't do. And you can best believe that we can throw the yoke of oppression off before it's tightened around our neck. God bless America.